With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. It is the Curtain Call Podcast Part 2. Once again, my name is Michael Beck, joined as always by Jeffrey Benedict. Tonight's topic was uh, on one Mr. Pat Fryermuth. We've had a couple weeks to digest the pick now. Uh, Jeffrey, what do you think of this uh, of this kid in general? I like the pick. Uh, I, I agree with some of the other commentary we've had on the site, people talking about how the Steelers knew they had to go you know, early and get a tight end if they were going to get one. Uh, and it makes sense. And I think he's, I think he really is going to fit well in Matt Canada's offense, uh, especially like uh, the guy was saying, he can play anywhere. You can use him in any position and he's going to be reliable and he's going to be solid. So that, that, that versatility, you know, flexibility is, is often its own, its own benefit. So I, I think he's going to be a really good addition. Uh, like, I mean, depending on who you ask, you could arguably say Cal Pitts is a just a really big wide receiver. Heck, he'll even do that when it comes contract time so he can get paid more money. He'll call himself a wide receiver. for. So from all that being said, I, I guess you could kind of say Farmuth was the top true tight end in this draft class. So, it, like, it's understandable why the Steelers would go out and get a guy like that. But with his addition... Do you think it's like in year one, could he bench your Eric Ebron? Could he be the Steelers tight end one? I would like to see him split snaps with Ebron. Uh, I've talked before. I think Ebron was a lot better early in the season. And I think he's a lot better when he has a lower snap count and less blocking responsibility. He's just his body. He was worn out by the end. Like you could tell he wasn't the same guy end of the season. So I think you'll get more out of Ebron if, if Pat Fryermuth is playing more, uh, 
Uh, so I expect him to play a lot right from the start. And Matt Canada's offense often uses two tight ends. If you remember, people remember back even Randy Feekner in 2018, one of the best parts of that offense in 2018 uh, was using both tight ends. Both the tight ends had a high yards per target. They, they were getting targeted downfield. And uh, that was James Conner going to the Pro Bowl. So if they want, you know, if you want Najee Harris, Najee Harris to be to be worth that number one pick and to, and to have a good season, tight end usage, two tight ends, and both of them being able to catch passes, that's a good way to go about it. Now, with Eric Ebron specifically, just to stay on the tight end talk, do you think uh, he could get another contract from the Steelers next year, or is this a uh, complete transitionary period to uh, Pat taking over full-time next year? I think it's possible. It's going to depend on what he does this season, how much he wants. I, I don't think they're going to pay Ebron. Like It's not a case where he's going to get paid. He got a deal. You know, He came to Pittsburgh because his market value was down. Uh, if if his market value bounces back up, say he has a really good season, him and Fryermuth both, and all of a sudden you see Eric Ebron at like eight to nine yards per target, and you know catching touchdowns, uh, then no, no, he's gone. They're not going to actually pay him. Hmm. What do you think of the Heath Miller comp to uh, Fryermuth? I think I agree with I agree with our guest in the reliability category. I think that works. Heath Miller was an absolute beast on play action. And from what I've seen on film, Pat Fryermuth is an absolute beast on play action for different reasons. Heath would start blocking somebody and, and it's, you know, he was such a nightmarish blocker that he could, he could go. You'd think you'd beat him and he slipped past you. Pat Fryermuth is a beast on play action because his first five yard speed right off the snap is so good that the linebackers have no time to drop deep. He's he's in that gap between the safeties and the linebackers so fast, and that's where he does his damage. That's so to me, you know, in that regard, his reliability and and being an absolute monster to deal with in play action, uh, I think he compares to to Heath Miller, and that's it. Like Heath was a st- absolute stud blocker. There are George Kittle is the only tight end left in the NFL that can catch actually catch a ball and block like Heath Miller did. Like, you know, that's that's it. There's there's just aren't guys like that anymore. Hey, this is the first time, too, in a very long time the Steelers have addressed, invested high draft capital the tight end position. Like, if you were to just take that one Heath Miller pick out of the pitcher and keep going further back, you're well into the 90s for, like, the last time a second-round pick was a tight end. Like, it's crazy, like, the amount of time it's it's taken for the Steelers to invest in the position. Do you think it's possible that this guy could retire as like this statistical all-time leader in these tight end stats for the Steelers? Because when you look at it, even Heath Miller wasn't throwing the ball all that much. The Steelers yeah. really didn't, in in my opinion, I think Heath Miller could have had a career that was greater than Jason Witten's. In, in my 100% opinion, that's how I kind of feel about it. And because the Steelers didn't use him quite enough, the stats just weren't there. Because of that, it kind of leaves the door wide open when you have a very talented guy like Pat Fryermuth coming in. Do you think it's possible if he has like a healthy 10-year run that he could be the Steelers' number one guy in those record books? Absolutely. I absolutely think that's that's really possible. Uh, ben Roethlisberger is a, especially for most of Heath Miller's career, you know, Ben could throw it to Santonio San Holmes. 
Ben could throw it to Mike Wallace, Ben could throw it to Antonio Brown, or he could throw it to Heath Miller. You know, it wasn't going to be Heath all that often. And even as much as Ben Roethlisberger valued Heath Miller, he just wasn't that guy that you're going to target. You know, he's not the guy you want to throw on. He's the guy you have if the other stuff doesn't work out, right? And Ben Roethlisberger, especially early in his career, was much more likely to, you know, break a tackle than settle for a check down. Like he'll throw a defensive end off of him and go back to his number one receiver than rather than check the ball down to a tight end. So I think Pat Fryermuth definitely has an opening there, and especially if he establishes himself and then you see a rookie or a younger quarterback come in and he can be that security blanket. And in Matt Canada's offense, tight ends get a lot of action. They are moving around. They're doing stuff with his stuff. He could be a real star in Matt Canada's offense. Yeah, I will say if you're a big fantasy football fan and you're in like one of those dynasty leagues that you keep players, the Steelers draft a quarterback next year. I got a feeling Farmy's stats will be ridiculous in year two. I think he could get a ton of targets. So maybe stash him on the bench if if you're uh, one of those fans. But if you're a Steelers fan, of course, you're here. We all love the Steelers. But uh, he's a guy I'm definitely keeping an eye on for the foreseeable future. Far past year one, I, I think the Steelers got they got someone here. But um, to, to kind of transition to the news of the week, I suppose, and the reason why we're here on a Thursday night is because three dudes thought they were more important than us and needed the Wednesday night slot to talk <laughs> about the schedule release. First of all, kind of rude. I, I feel like we could have done a bang-up job on the schedule release, but whatever. It's okay. My feelings aren't hurt that much. They will recover. <laughs> but uh, what, what are your kind of initial reactions on the uh, on the brand new schedule coming out yesterday? See, Mike, I hate to break it to you. We would not have done a great job because here's my thoughts on the schedule. I don't care. <laughs> okay, we're on the same page then. <laughs> I'm, that guy, I'm that guy who's like, you know what? I, I It's interesting to me to see when the games are because I guess if you're scheduling trips or something, you want to know when the home games are, when the away games are, when they're going different places. But for me... No, I, I don't. I don't care about the schedule. Like I, I, my favorite. That was my favorite quote last year of Mike Tom when they were asking him about games in the bye week, and he's like, "We don't care." I loved it. Uh, I still love it. Uh, and for me, yeah, we already knew it was going to be a tough schedule. We knew who was going to be at home. We we knew all that. We knew who they were playing. So for me, the schedule release isn't a big deal. Yeah, you know, I will say why I don't like that Mike Tomlin clip of clip of him saying we don't care. It's because people love to tag you in that clip. It's like, aha, we get it. Yeah, we don't care. Awesome. Yeah, great. Thank you. <laughs> you get we that know. a lot, don't you? Uh, it, it's kind of the natural reaction anytime I say anything. It's more like Mike. Nobody cares. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but for actual uh, for actual thoughts for actual thoughts on it, I found it. Uh, I don't. I liked it. There's not a lot of really bad stretches of travel, which always stand out to me yeah. when it's like, okay, this week you're going to be in LA, then you're going to fly back to Pittsburgh, and then you're going to fly to Dallas. You know, that, that kind of stinks. Uh, we don't really have stretches like that. And even though it's, it's home, the home games are early, and then we have a bunch of road games later on, a, lot, a good number of those road games are AFC North opponents, which, you know. Anything can happen. Yeah, and it's also close. You know, you can drive to Cleveland. You can drive to Baltimore. You can drive, you know, Cincinnati. They're not far. It's not like a real distance of to travel. So it's to me, uh, it's not it's not bad. Yeah. Uh, 
when you look like my kind of initial reaction on it was, of course, there's a, a bit of a gauntlet near the end, but if you can stack some wins earlier in the season, it makes it uh, makes it a little bit easier to come that uh, couple weeks before playoff time. So the Steelers need to get off to a, a pretty decent start, I think, uh, to start off the 2021 season. But of course, they got the Buffalo Bills in week one. Do you like that matchup? Do you like getting it out of the way early? Or what are your thoughts on the, the week one opponent? Yeah, I think the I think the Bills are a nasty matchup for us. I think they are a matchup problem for us. So getting them out of the way week one, you know, you take a loss in week one on the road, you can live with that and you can bounce back from it. And if you win that game, you're starting off good. Like that's a that's a game that if you win that, you're going to have a good start to the season. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I, I love it. I think it'll be great. Uh, and it's always fun. It's always fun playing the Bills in Buffalo, especially. Also, I do like that we get them in September and not like December mm. when Buffalo is at peak Buffalo. Yeah, well, well, I guess we have Najee Harris now, but I'll never forget that Le'Veon Bell snow game. That was uh, that was awesome when he just went off in, in the Orchard Park or whatnot. That uh, I had that a final was. exam that day uh, for school, um, and uh, I remember like it the clock getting close in the fourth quarter and like having to leave and being like, Oh, I gotta go, but I don't want to miss this. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't watch the entirety of the game, but uh, I'll never forget it for that reason. It'll stick with me forever, but to get on to the 2021 game, uh, I think Dave Schofield uh, ha- actually put it pretty well when it comes to uh, the Steelers seventh consecutive year, starting on the road, that being the Steelers specifically asking to start the year on the road. Uh, are, are you buying that, Jeffrey, or do the Steelers just have the worst scheduling luck ever when it comes to week one? Well, th- see, it made sense to me. And then Art Rooney came out and said, like, there's a quote of him saying that the Steelers are due for a home opener. Like, so I don't know. Like, if, if you wanted that, you know, you could say something to Roger Goodell, the guy that, you know, you and the other owners hire. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> I, it, it often cracks me up how often owners seem to be like, you know, we're not in charge of the NFL. And it's like, no, you really you really are in charge of the NFL. If you want a home game, get a home game. Like, it's almost like the media reaction, the media reaction and all the fans reacted being like, really? Another opening away from there? And he came out and was like, oh, NFL, give us a home game. I don't know. I don't, I don't have any conspiracy theories involving this at all. I just, it's weird to me that you have the NFL giving us the seventh one. Everyone talks about it. And then, you know, Art Rooney the second comes out and is like, yeah, we're due for a home game. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess, I guess we'll see next year. I, I mean, eight in a row would just be ridiculous. Like it's a 50, 50 shot. You're not flipping heads 10 times in a row, let alone seven already. So I, I think there's probably some sort of smoke there that they probably asked for it. It just seems like a, a little unfortunate, I guess. That's, yeah, either uh, that or maybe other teams push for it. Plus, I mean, seriously, they know our ratings are going to be great. That's they, true. You know Pittsburgh's going to – and whatever game you put us in, people are going to travel to it because they want to see the first game of the season. I, it's it's weird to me that it is Buffalo, though, because you'd, you'd expect it to be someplace like, you know, open at the Chargers. Why? So the Chargers can sell out their stadium <laughs> like for, for their opening game. Look, the stadium sold out. It's all black and yellow. 
Speaking of the Chargers, this is something I wanted to get into just a tiny bit before we get into more Steelers or <laughs> total stuff. I know it's cool. When it comes to the schedule release, man, some teams are really funny and witty. And like you, you got the Chargers setting the trend. They're like, our opponents is Pop-Tarts. And it was pretty darn funny. Like, honestly, if you look at it, you're, it gives you a good chuckle. TikTok-flavored yeah, Pop-Tarts. Exactly. <laughs> it, it was just – it was it was good. Like, you know, like oh. some real thought and effort went in that. And then then you look at the Panthers, and they go come out with our opponents as Adam Sandler, and it's just a bunch of Adam Sandler pitchers in different colors. Then you get the Steelers today, and they're like, here are our opponents as pierogies. And it's just like a very weird, strangely poorly cut and edited just – awkward clunky video and it's like man did this when did the Steelers become like this like grandpa of social media just like (laughs) how do you do fellow kids you know just like super weird like what are your just impressions on the Steelers kind of releasing their schedule and how they kind of like don't fit in when it comes to the cool kids table sports teams and social media yeah, my my reaction to that was those progies looked absolutely disgusting. Like that yeah. was those <laughs> those were like painted. You can't dye pasta and get it that like that strong of a color. They like painted those things. Those are my thoughts as a person who eats way too many pierogies. Uh, is those those were painted or something? I don't know what they did to those pierogies, but that wasn't cool. First off, first off, don't waste pierogies, right? Progies are serious. You know, Adam Sandler means whatever. <laughs> Photoshopping Pop-Tarts. I don't care about Photoshopping Pop-Tarts. But leave the progies alone, right? Be nice to the progies. Someone could have eaten those. I get uh, it. And secondarily, you know, uh, the Steelers The Steelers are the least uh, social media savvy team, like, out there. They really just are. They are that old school they, Mike Tomlin probably doesn't even know half of the social media stuff. Like he probably goes to Juju and is like, "What? What are these guys talking about, Juju? Say it. Say it in old people terms." <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. Like they're they're pretty bad at it. Maybe if they maybe if they knew what social media was, they would have known what Antonio Brown was doing when he was Facebook living the locker room. You know, maybe like they're just not those team, and and they're not concerned about it. They don't care. Like their whole media team is more boring. Everything's more boring with the Steelers because they don't care. That's not what they care about. Yeah, and you know what though? What's frustrating? It's like at the it's at their tip of their fingers. You just look across yeah. the hall, and there's Juju Smith-Schuster and Chase Claypool, and like oh, like you look at the, these young guys. To me, I'd be like, you know what? If if I want an opinion on social media stuff, maybe we should go talk to them. They, they probably have a good idea or two, or like. Heck, you click over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. My email is readily available. I, I could, like, help produce some cool content. Well, whatever. Or, like, no, no Michael Beck is open to being your social media director, Pittsburgh Steelers. <sighs> I, I mean, I wouldn't say no. I wouldn't say no, but. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Football stuff, right? Um, yeah. So this weekend, rookie minicamp to completely jump right back onto that, <laughs> onto these train tracks. But, uh what are you looking forward to at this uh, this weekend? Obviously, you got the undrafted free agents. There won't be too much coverage. Still, this kind of COVID world, I guess it's it won't be as much as a, a normal year. But you'll get the rookies in, the undrafted guys in, the the invite guys in. What are you kind of uh, kind of honed in on when uh, when these guys actually hit the practice field for the first time? Um, first off. I love that it's actually happening. Like I, Preach. 
cannot be happier. This is one of the best weekends. Just the reports you get out and and the the roster spots that change. Like the every time a rookie from a rookie camp invite gets a roster spot over someone else, I'm just like that's one of my new favorite players. Like they're just that guy that like came in had zero chance to make a team, almost zero chance to make a team and they grabbed it. You know, that's that's where we got Devlin Hodges. Uh you know that's these are the guys I absolutely love. Um, so I, I, I can't wait for that. And I'm really, really interested to see the cornerbacks. Mm. I know there's a lot of, a lot of stuff on Shakur Brown, although a lot of people are putting a lot of hype into some of these undrafted guys. I really like what their seventh round pick looks like on, on film, what he showed in college. I think he is a scheme fit, uh, for the Steelers right off the bat. He has that kind of potential. Um, and I doubt any of them, I really doubt any of them get serious playing time, right? There is room for that number five cornerback. You will get some time. You'll be on the roster. You will get to play. Uh, but I don't, I don't think they're going to play a major role unless someone gets hurt. But that's that's still right there. That's still right there. Cam Sutton goes down or Joe Hayden goes down for a couple of games. One of these guys is coming in there. Uh, so I'm very interested to see that that position especially. And just, just to, man, have a – Football offseason actually happen is going to be it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. I I haven't I haven't actually uh, been through that. I started working at this site as through this as you know being part of behind the steel curtain. I started here right before the season in uh, 2019. So like 2020, the offseason is, is the offseason that I've had, and that was just bizarro. So I'm looking forward to a good offseason, an actual offseason. Can't wait for it to start. Oh, me too. Me too. I, it's it's been a long time coming, but finally getting there. It it's really exciting. And like for me, I think some of the things I'm really looking forward to, like you said, the corners. That's a big one because I think there's still jobs up for grabs, regardless of being drafted or not. I really kind of want to see what Isaiah Loudermilk can do because Kevin Colbert even said he viewed him as someone they'd be comfortable taking in the fourth round. That's why they traded a fourth round pick for him. He said that on the on the the standard episode the Steelers uploaded. So uh, when you're done checking this out, go go give that a watch because it, it was very well put together. But uh, he called him a fourth round pick, so I, I want to see him like actually come in and take care of business against fellow rookies and put together a nice little camp for himself because I, I think a lot of us want to be proved wrong with him. Outside of that, I think I'd also. Um, we we know the, about the guys at the top. They'll be fine. But I think I also want to see how the punter does. You, you know it right away. <laughs> it's a punter. You, you watch him. It's like, all right, that's what he's going to do in a game. So, like, I'm excited to see what what happens there. It's just a, a change of pace to have someone that actually is has potential at a position the Steelers have never had potential at before. He, hey, I was, I was a huge fan when they signed Daniel Sepulveda, and we all know how that ended. Just tons of injuries, constant yeah. injuries. But this this kid is the best punter we've had since there. The most potential we've had in a punter since Daniel Sepulveda. Um, yeah, his hang time, his distance, his accuracy. Love it. Love the guy. So not, not to completely talk about punters for uh, for the rest of the show, but <laughs> the draft class in general, total, like total it all up, undrafted guys, the invite guys. How, how many guys do you foresee actually making this team? Because last year is a bit of an, an anomaly because – 
every single draft pick made this team, uh, not just going to the practice squad. They made the 53. Uh, Jeffrey, what do you think of, uh, of this entire draft class and how many guys can make this team? Well, last year, the draft class was six or seven players. Seven, I believe it was right? six. I think six? it was six. Yeah. Okay. And then James Pierre also made the roster as a rookie. So they had seven rookies last year. And this year, we had nine draft picks. And we've got some promising undrafted free agents. Uh, I think at least one of the last uh, of the fifth, sixth, and seventh round picks don't make it. I think one of them just doesn't make it. Uh, and I do think we, I think, I think an undrafted guy makes it, and I don't think he's on the Steelers yet. I think we're going to see a rookie minicamp guy make it. Um, it's going to be interesting. I, phew, it's hard to say too many because we've brought in a lot of a lot of decent, solid veteran guys to be backups because we don't want to have tons of rookies. So I'm going to go with I'm going to go with eight rookies making this team. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say something along those lines too. Uh, like you said, especially in the case of Isaiah Loudermilk, they kept seven guys at a position they typically keep six last year. Then they traded up in a more valuable draft for a guy. So, like, to me, it's like, what are they doing at defensive line? Like, that raises some question marks. They got uh, a ton of defensive linemen. Yeah, unless he's absolutely awful, he has to make the team. Otherwise, that's just brutal uh, asset yeah, management. Yeah. You paid a fourth round 2021 pick to cut a guy. That would be yeah. bad. <sighs> I guess crazier things have happened, but uh, outside of kind of like those top three uh, draft picks, of course, the center, running back, and the tight end that we spent most of today's show talking about, is there one guy that rounds out this draft class that you're like, okay, they're going to play a lot this year? And let's not get into the punter. Well, that's the obvious one, yeah. Of course. Uh, no. I'm going to go with no, there isn't a guy. Um, Buddy Johnson special teams. That's probably going to be your snap leader because I think he gets. I think he will be playing special teams a lot. Do you think someone like Shakur Brown could end up being the nickel corner or is that still maybe a bit lofty? Well – I'm going to call it the number three corner because I agree the the nickel and outside role can interchange because Sutton can literally play anywhere. Um, depending on what they want from that position, I think the number three guy going in is going to be James Pierre. Uh, so really for me, it's it's who can win the, the fourth cornerback spot. And that's going to be tough. I like the the guy they signed who played in for the Jets. Uh, he was really Malay. also – Yeah, Malay. He was really solid in similar roles to what the Steelers need. Uh, but what, st what stands out to me is both Malay and uh, the guy they drafted in the seventh round, who just Trey Norwood. Norwood. Both of them are not your Mike Hilton type of nickel. They play more like Cam Sutton did coming in and dime. They're more that kind of a player. Uh, so it's very, it's going to be very interesting to me to see where we go with that position. Like, are we even trying to replace Mike Hilton? Or are we going to go a different, like, ideology? Are we going to be like, hey, you know, Mike Hilton was special. He's gone. We're going to do something different. So I am very interested to see what happens there. But I don't think any UDFA has a chance to take the number three corner spot. Do you take anything in the fact that 
Mark Aboli of The Athletic reported this, that uh, that Shakur Brown got the highest uh, ever uh, signing bonus for the Steelers for rookie undrafted free agent ever. Does that mean anything to you? Wow. $25,000 yeah. signing bonus, which is the most, according to him, most ever. Yeah. Um, that, wow. Uh, I had actually not heard that. That's, that's crazy, but that is, uh, yeah, that moves him up the ladder. That moves him up the list and saying, you know what? That's a guy they really wanted. Um, obviously like they had Trey Norwood considered higher than him, but, uh, wow. Yeah. I mean, if they're bringing him in, then they, they've got a plan for him. They got a plan for him to compete for some position. It's a pretty good one. And he, I bet they, I bet he's in town already. Has an apartment. If you got a twenty five thousand dollars signing bonus, <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty nice chunk of change for an undrafted guy. I know teams across the league have spent a lot more. Uh, the Steelers, yeah. of course, uh, we know how they do business. They're not going to open up their checkbooks for just anybody. So I think that does mean something. But uh, I guess to kind of to round out the show, I. I think the one thing we also kind of got to keep in the back of our minds after rookie camp is over, if the Steelers don't fall in love with someone that uh, they think could step in right away and be a primary backup, that's when they might go out and try to sign a free agent. Do you, uh, do you agree with that? Could, could they be in the market for someone or is this, is this the roster for uh, training camp on, uh, on what July 23rd? I think it is. Uh, they usually swap a few bodies for camp. If they're like, man, we've seen what you've got, bring in someone else. Or someone is like, someone's just not working. Like they're either not putting the effort they want to see. So they get rid of them to send a message. Uh, but to bring in a real, real competitor for the roster at this point, I think you're waiting until cuts happen. Uh, because, I mean, when they have to cut down, is it still, it's a 53-man roster this year again, right? Yeah. So far, yeah. So, the teams are right now at 90. Everyone's at 90. So you're done 32 teams cutting 37 players each. That's that's a lot of free. That's over a thousand, you know, more players in free agency. So that's where I would expect them to add someone significant. Uh, we got a super chat uh, coming in here from uh, Blake Literal. I hope I got that right. Uh, he puts four ninety nine in the tip jar. He says, uh, "Which new Steeler are you most excited uh, to watch? Not named Harris or Pat, and why?" By the way, Big Ben for life. LOL. Go Steelers. Thank you for that, Blake. Uh, Jeffrey, I'll let you answer that first. Who, who's your favorite new Steeler? Not named Najee Harris. Well, before I answer that, I want to say, yeah, uh, Big Ben for life, ride or die, man. That's that's the Steelers, and that's how we have to be. But for uh, even more than than Najee and and Pat Fryermuth, I am excited for Kendrick Green. I I'm an, I love offensive linemen. I love his attitude. I want to see him get in there. I want to see him win the job next to Kevin Dotson, and I want to watch him and Kevin Dotson. Uh, I've said it before: Marquise Pouncey and Kevin Dotson were were outstanding together. The two of those they played so well off each other. Uh, and then Dotson was not nearly as good with, with Hassenhauer in there, but the whole line wasn't at that point. Uh, I am excited to see Kendrick Green play, what he brings to the line in his personality, uh, and I'm excited to see him line up with Kevin Dotson and just those two just be brutal to people. Because Kendrick Green, 
I got I to gotta say this. Kendrick Green was one of my favorite to watch is on uh, inside zone plays where they get to double team someone and they work off of them. He was – Kendrick Green's a monster on those. And Kevin Dotson is is an absolute beast on those. I can't wait for those two. Yeah. Oh, that was going to be my answer. It's kind of yeah, it's kind of a tough there. question. They, <laughs> they didn't they didn't sign any any big name free agents. I like it'd be it'd be very on brand for me to go with the punter, but uh any new Canadians they signed? No Canadians this year, which is an oh. outrage. Uh I, I'm furious about it, but uh I am outraged. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll settle that in the most Canadian way ever by apologizing, but <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I, I am kind of excited to see what Quincy Roche can do. <laughs> I think I got Jeffrey. But uh, oh, I, I think Roche could, right now, if they don't add anyone, he's going to play some big minutes as a six-round pick, which is crazy to think of. So uh, he's someone I'm going to keep an eye on because right now he, he's probably going to have to play like 30 to 40% of the defensive snaps just based on most rotation sense. and rest. That'd be the most playtime since Vince. In 2013 was a sixth round pick who had to start. That'd be a lot. Absolutely insane. And uh, I noticed you did comment on that in Twitter today. I, I hadn't got back to you on it though, but uh, <laughs> I saw the side eye. But uh, yeah, no, like six round picks don't normally uh, get that much uh, that go time. So this could be the year once again, like a 2013 or uh, a couple years before that with the one Mister Third and Fifth. But whatever. Anyway. Oh, we'll wow. be, we'll be, everyone will be rooting for him to to beat out Cassius Marsh. I think. Oh yeah, absolutely. If he, if he doesn't, we're in danger, and the Steelers not signing <laughs> anyone is. At that point, critical? they will be signing somebody. They'll be watching those cuts yeah. carefully. Um. So I guess with everything being said, Jeffrey, do you uh do you have anything new and exciting coming out for the people? No, I think I've got uh. I think the last I've got one last film room and it is Quincy Roche coming out. I finished it a couple days ago. It should be coming out probably tomorrow. Uh, and outside of that, no, man, I, I actually am taking a little bit of a break this week. I'm doing a little less. <laughs> Finally caught up with the draft and uh, yeah, we'll be, we'll be hitting all the normal articles and everything next week. Love it. Um, so I, I guess uh, with everything being said, I, I just want to remind everyone to uh, make sure you're following Behind the Steel Curtain, uh, clicking over to the website, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And of course, if you're listening here on YouTube or on Facebook, you're not getting all of our great podcasting content. Make sure you're clicking over to wherever you get your traditional podcasts from, like uh, Spotify or Apple Pod, uh, Podcasts or Pandora, you name it. We are on those streaming services. We got the, the the AM shows running every weekday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Three of those shows are Let's Ride from Jeff Hartman. Uh, one of those is the live mic uh, belong, belonging to myself. Uh, just an awesome name pun. I, I love that one. But uh, you also got the Steeler Stat Geek, which uh, aired earlier today from Mr. Dave Schofield. So make sure you're clicking over and getting all of our content because really you're not getting – this kind of content anywhere else when it comes to editorial or the, the audio stuff behind the steel curtain is pumping out tons of content for you. Uh, so make sure you're checking all that stuff out uh, for my co-host, Jeffrey Benedict. My name is Michael Beck. We will catch you guys next week. It's time for today's lucky land horoscope with Victoria cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to lucky land. You know what they say. 
Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.